<laughs> oh man yeah so welcome welcome to the contagious thoughts podcast and today i'm actually i'm actually pretty excited like this is this is this is pretty sick i have guys who not only are they probably some of the most creative uh, and inspirational people uh, that I've met, but I have guys from a group called MAV, and we'll deep dive into that. Uh, I have Ricky and Ethan with me today. So I found the bios that they had on the website, pretty cool and descriptive uh, as to just who these guys are. Um, so Ethan is a founder and creator of MAV. He's been working as designer for over eight years. Uh, he's responsible for the creative and visual direction of MAV, of just the MAV brand, uh, as well as head of directing, shooting, editing, executing all MAV and video design projects. In a nutshell, he basically <laughs> does it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not, not all. Um, not all. Not, not all. all. You know, um, I just want to, you know, I want to I paint the full picture of like who these, who these guys are. You know, um, and for Ricky, the reason why I disagree with what Ricky just said is because Ricky, as stated in your own bio, <laughs> makes anyone look lazy because uh, like Ricky might, works his behind off. So it might just be the ADHD <laughs> going from bumping from one thing to the next. Like, you know, um, but he's the driving force of math. He keeps the brand moving forward. And he's always on the he has a always on the move demeanor. He says ADHD. I say it's hard work and it's like Energizer Bunny, like keeps going and going, keeps grinding. And he's responsible for growing the brand, reaching a lot of larger audience. So essentially moving the whole brand forward, you know. Um, so I think that, it, you know, and I, I will get into this in a little bit, but I think that the way that you guys work together is imperative to what Mav is, you know, and, and what the business is going to become in the future, right? So uh, this, the story behind how this happened is, it's kind of, kind of crazy when I think about it, that this could have very easily not happened. So we'll get into that in a second. But from the, from the time that I met Ricky, actually, I'll just jump into the story now. So I'm, I'm in the park and I'm contemplating whether I should start a podcast, if I should do it, how I should do it. I'm, I'm brainstorming in my head. I'm walking down a, like a circle loop in this park, and I see a guy on a bench. And there's like something that just told me in my head, like, you should, you should like ask this guy like what he does. Maybe there'll be some overlap, some connection. Just, just talk to the guy. I was like, nah, it's weird. I kept walking, kept walking down the path. And uh, I think I got like 10 or 15 steps out in front of him. And I was like, nah, I got to turn back and ask him. I got to turn back and just like talk to this guy, turn around. And, uh, and I was like, hey, what do, you, what do you do, man? Like he was like, yeah, like I, and I work for like a media, like, you know, I've, I have my own media production company. Uh, and started getting into like all the cool like videos that he shoots and like all the work that he's been doing. And I was like, would you ever want to do a podcast together? Like I'm, I'm starting a podcast. Like how, how cool would that be? 
and he was down. He was like, hey, I would love to work with you. Like, hit me up. And probably a good 10 months later, I shot him a text, and, and here we are. And so the fact that if I didn't run into – like, if I didn't turn back around, we would not be sitting here in this room recording this podcast. I think that I'll kind of back up a little bit and answer the question that I'm sure everybody is thinking, which is, like, what is math? It's a question that I asked you guys, like, a, a couple weeks ago, and yeah. uh, the answer the answer kind of blew me away. Well, um, first of all, I just want to say thanks for having us on. This is um, a really cool opportunity, and it's a first for us. Uh, we've never been on a podcast before, yeah. so it's yeah. exciting. And, um, yeah, I'm glad that you turned around and talked to Ricky. Because that, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's crazy, these big impacts at little teeny decisions. Yeah, have. yeah. Um, but, yeah, MAV is, uh, is a little company that we have. It's, it stands for Media Art and Video. And uh, originally, it was kind of just a brand name to, to, uh, to combine everything that we love to do uh, under one, one thing, uh, focus on creativity. Yeah, we call ourselves a uh, creative collective, um, just supporting creativity at all costs. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. Anything to add? Um, basically, say that we're like a network of people that do different things. Um, yeah. We all chase one thing, which is basically you know creativity, do, working for ourselves. You know. Yeah. 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 One of the important things to start this was the idea of always be creating. I, uh, I had a professor in college once tell me that, and it really stuck to me. Um, something that is just is so important to me and prevalent every day. Um, because there's, there's consuming and there's creating. And um, both are great. Both have their purposes. But the fulfillment that you can get from creating something is yeah. above all. I mean, it's satisfaction that I've never really experienced in any other area of my life. Um, and I, I love doing what I'm doing, um, you know, creating cool stuff that I'm happy with that are, that are honestly just my fullest expression. Um, and, and having people enjoy that work is, is really like, it's almost, I, I feel like my purpose and, uh, it really drives me to continue to, to build towards something. And that something is, is this company, Mav. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. Um, but I am curious just to kind of go back, just rewind in history. Like, how did it all start? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a funny uh, question. I mean, a lot of things like this happen in college, um, just like this. So we were all uh, living in, in this dorm. It was a, like a tower type uh structure so we all have these yeah. when he says we i wasn't i wasn't in no, the picture it, ricky here. actually wasn't there yeah, so i wasn't in was, the picture yet this was me uh with some of my friends in college and we were sitting on this balcony um and and you know shooting out ideas and and i was in uh in the design program at the time uh this is wilkes university it's a small school in uh, upstate pennsylvania yeah and uh i loved making cool like shirt designs and posters and just graphic uh based uh, art and, you know, I wanted to kind of think of something uh, like a brand that I could kind of uh, call my, my work and to release work under. Um, and that actually, now this, this is not something that we like to tell people, but it originally, MAV originally stood for Moms Against Vaping. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and it was something that was funny, 
uh, like ironic and something that would stick with people. Yeah. So I thought, okay, Moms Against Vaping. Like people are gonna be like, what is that? Is that like a real group, like a Facebook Moms group, or <laughs> you know, that's hilarious. But no, it's a bunch of like street, you know, skaters and like cool streetwear brand. Um, and then we kind of just took that and ran. Um, for so I I finished off school, I graduated, and uh, I, I began getting into video. Um, so at that point, I wasn't just doing graphic design. I was doing a lot more uh, video-related projects. So again, uh, finding one of my hobbies, I was seeing how I could incorporate that. Um, and I thought Mav could be bigger than just designs and, and T-shirts and clothing. Yeah. Um, so then I, I brought video into that and I thought, you know, this could be serious. This could be a big thing that we could, um, you know, foster other creatives ideas and, and to help them create because that's what Mav's doing for me. It's helping me create. Like I, I didn't want to graduate school um and and have this this major or this this degree in design and never use it or never yeah. think about it again. Yeah. I love to do it, but you know, you need a reason to do some things sometimes because you'll you'll lose that drive. Yeah. yeah. Um so that gave me this this drive. So now you know, we're we're more professional than, than a mom's against vaping. Uh and uh yeah, we, we're we're really starting this journey and it's really coming together and it's been such so fun. Like I'm enjoying everything we're doing and it sounds cliche, but it's it's an absolute dream job. Yeah. You know, we yeah. producing some of the coolest stuff and we're having a blast doing it. That's pretty sweet. I think for me <clears throat> the best part is seeing it grow. Because yeah. it quite literally came from nothing. I mean, you know, seeing Ethan just kind of have some ideas on his computer and then just be like, you know, how could I, you know, turn this into something that's more of like a staple image or something that people see and just can't forget. And I remember I, I, I left. I, everybody's hanging out in my apartment. I left to go to the gas station or something. I don't remember. I, and I came back and he like he had this image and he's like, this is it. And I'm looking <laughs> at him like, wow, like I think this is it yeah like, this like this looks legit like you know with the map symbol looking the way it does you know looking like a, a person and mm. meaning more than just you know an image um so seeing it grow from that um to what it is now is really cool because you know we were in a friend's extra bedroom screen printing clothing oh, at, at one point wow. just kind of like just trying to make a brand you know what i mean not yeah. thinking that we were gonna be doing video services and website services and you know all sorts of different services for people yeah and i, I just want to say like ricky was the first person uh that i told about this idea um he was the first person that kind of saw the potential that i saw yeah. and he from the from the get-go was as committed as he is today um yeah that day that i made our logo uh was probably one of the first or second days that we ever put our brains together on mav um, and then from that point on, we were doing everything we could. Uh, you know, we started with a with a very basic website that we could put our uh, our shirts up there. We wanted to just sell some shirts and and to build the brand's name and to, to build an audience. Um, and like you said, we were screen printing in a in a small apartment, uh, and it was just you know crazy late nights and and mm. running around like literal chickens with their heads <laughs> cut off. We didn't have direction, but. Nope. We had all this really great potential and talent and drive, um, but like <laughs> anything, it took us a while to focus in. 
And yeah. I think now, I mean, oh gosh, every week, uh, I feel like we, we dial further into to our mission and our, our brand and goals. And, you know, it's just been so fun. So was this your first business that you started or did you have other businesses before this? Yeah, I mean, I did freelance work okay. um, yeah. as a designer. You know, I've I've edited some some things for various people, and and I've done you know a lot of uh, brand identities for you know various types of people. But this is my first uh, LLC. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, same with you, mm-hmm. Ricky. Yeah. Yes, sir. So okay, so I'm trying to get the timeline right here, right? So. <laughs> Okay, so it's Mothers Against Vaping, and at that point in time, it's it's you and some other buddies, right? But then somewhere along the line, Ricky gets involved. Yeah, I want to say it was... And it changes to music, like art, and video. Media, art, and video. Media, art, and video. Okay. And we just changed that recently. It was within, let's say, it was probably within the past six months. Um, okay. we, we even, like, up until a few weeks ago, we still had T-shirts on our website that said <clears throat> Moms Against Vaping uh, <laughs> with some of the original designs that we had uh, way back. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, like, Mav's uh, evolution went, you know, it, it, it's been going on since 2017. At, no, 17? no, 2018. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's 2018. Yeah, and Ricky's okay. involvement was probably within the first year of of uh, of conception. Okay. Um, yeah, and then it's just it's really been we've had uh, quite the help since that yeah. initial uh, birth, uh, but it's really just been the core of me and Ricky uh, really driving the the main main force. Yeah. So like. When it comes to choosing a partner, like to go into business with and to pursue a dream or a vision with, I mean, that's some people compare it to getting married, you know, like I don't see any wedding rings on you guys fingers like, you know, you're not married to each other, but it's like synonymous, you know, we've Um, definitely had to learn to work with each other. Yeah, I think maybe him learning to work with me more. (laughs) It's gotten so much easier, yeah. but in the beginning it was tough. I I yeah. I admit, like there were times where I was like, "All right, maybe how how can I not? <laughs> how can I get Ricky like out of this?" You know, yeah. but no, I would. He's the best partner I could ask. It for. all comes out of passion. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Like what I said before, the number one aspect I'm looking for in a uh, in a partner is it. Do they share that passion? Do yeah. they have that same spark in yeah. their eye? You know, or do they? Yeah wake up in the morning thinking about new ideas or go to bed at night um you know thinking about math because it's yeah. got to be your your breath you know everything yeah. so how that what what was that inception like so you guys were you guys were you know going to school together you guys were already oh, you i didn't even go to school you didn't go to that same school mm-hmm. didn't go to school All yeah right, so you got to walk graduated that high school like how you uh, guys we had a mutual <laughs> friend back in high school well yeah you so went from having a mutual friend to somehow going into business together so like you got to walk me through that story yeah i met him like my senior year of high school and then we were just kind of kind of friends through like the early years of college uh and then he lived like a mile away from my parents house so whenever i was home from school um i'd be like yo ricky let's hang out and we'd hang uh and then we just became closer and closer friends uh and then one of those days we were hanging out probably over thanksgiving or christmas break 
I was like, yo, man, like, sh- like check out this idea that I kind of have, like, in the works. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it was probably my sophomore year or junior year of college. So you say, check out this idea I have, and what's the what's the response? Like, what was that for you? At first, I was like, hey, this is really cool. This is some other graphic design thing that my graphic design friend just came up with. thought it was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know... Uh, I think I'll tell you what got me interested. Yeah. Uh, screen printing. Okay. The idea of screen printing. Okay. Because I like clothing. I, I like, you know, custom clothing. I like cool clothing. Yeah. I like expressing, you know, being able to express myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so having some cool clothing was really cool. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but once I'll tell you what, when I saw that logo that Ethan whipped up in my apartment, in uh, Schwanksville, when I first saw that, like <laughs> Schwanksville, PA, Schwanksville, PA, shout out. That was <laughs> there was like a spark or something. Like I don't even know how to explain it. It was just like a moment. Like when I yeah. saw that design, I was like, like we we have to do something with this. And yeah. you know, feel fortunate enough for Ethan to let me in on it and to you know let me uh, help grow either this, yeah. this whole math thing because. Like I said, I just love being part of it. It's it's so cool to watch it grow from something from nothing to something. Yeah, you know. So what was that? Okay, so so you see this design, right? The Mav logo, and you're like, oh, there's something there. Mm-hmm. Like that, there's something really like something really special here. Right. Oh, go ahead. Part of it was, uh, I think it reminded me of like the skateboarding scene like you know the the hardcore like you know street you know whatever style and i grew up you know in allentown grew up around people who skate grew up biking you know i love all that yeah um so i kind of had like a personal like i don't want to say attachment but personal like yo like this is like some street like this is cool (laughs) you know what i mean so Yeah. yeah That's sick. And so then, all right. So he has this this spark, this moment. When was it for like for you, where you were like, "Hey, I could work with this guy." I guess it was, <laughs> it was kind of instantly because he was the first person that shared my excitement. Ah, I see. I, see. I mean, being young like that, like nineteen, twenty, everyone's got ideas. Like that yeah. is like idea central yeah. for yeah. the development of the brain yeah uh and a majority of those ideas are just like they're all talk so yeah. i totally understand when people are like hearing that like oh yeah cool that sounds awesome but like i'll see what happens you know i'll, I'll yeah. stand back and, and watch but he was like you know i'm not gonna stand back and watch like i'm i'm down to see where this goes yeah, yeah. that's sick i i bought the print uh, screen printing machine um Ooh. got the golden materials i was like <laughs> let's do this you know <laughs> yeah yeah um because at the time not to be like you know rude on them but they're kind of just some broke college students you know yeah, yeah. i had no money at the time yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that was another thing a big yeah, help yeah. initially ricky was buying a lot of our initial equipment to get started i yeah. think what for me personally i think what made me realize like yo we can turn this into a business was when we were in Pottstown in that garage doing like countless or countless days of no sleep just in there screen printing for I, I have a for my full time job doing hardscaping. Um, my yeah. boss, he he was starting a business at the time doing hardscaping and landscaping. Yeah. And he needed a design, which Ethan whipped up. And then um, we ended up making his shirts for him. 
Well, we made like, I don't know, like 24, 24 shirts and like 12 hoodies or something. Oh, man. Yeah. One but of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. <laughs> There's four layers, you know, using an Amazon press yeah. that's like 130, 200 bucks. It was our first yeah. multicolor screen print job. Yeah. And uh, we bit off way more than we could chew. Yeah. And. We, we got again, the job done though. We we go. had the we had the science understood, but we didn't put it into practice. And yeah. obviously that you know is a lot different than theory. Uh so gosh, we ran into so many snags. I think we spent like sixty some hours literally just, just trying to figure out how to um what's it called? The emulsion. Oh yeah. Yeah. Work photo with the, emo- the photo, photo emulsion. emulsion. Yeah. Uh, oh man. I yeah. don't even want to say that word anymore. There are there <laughs> like are curse so, like, there are so many aspects of the process that can go wrong. So many things, and like you run into stuff you don't even anticipate. Like yeah. we got to a point in the night where we were printing and we were you know on a roll and getting stuff done, but it was probably hour like fifteen or sixteen, and we were off you know a few hours of sleep. And I I said like Ricky, I physically gotta go to bed. Like I can't. I can't go anymore. We yeah. had hammocks set up in the garage. And we were gosh. sleeping in there. And like. we were like, well, we have we got the color mixed perfectly for this yeah. shade of green that we needed. And we can't stop now because the ink's going to dry up. We don't have any more of it. And like we only had enough just to finish the batch. And if we were had to remix paint, it would have been it would have been a disaster. So like, oh. I don't even know how we overcame that, but we did. We got the order done. We got the order done, and I see those shirts every day. And, and I'm <laughs> that, like, every like, time I see them, I'm like, man, that's a good shirt. That's a good looking shirt. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> that man. ink looks great. So that was like your first like real project yeah. Together. together. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fighting too. Working off a generator because <laughs> we didn't have power. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. we like there was just like a loss of power. Like, no, no, like, well, it was we, a garage. We, it was like a seventy-five dollars a month garage. Like, oh, so we okay. were trying to like. Cause you know we're not we're twenty something years old we're yeah, broke yeah. so we're trying to make do with what we got so uh, I think we had like two outlets we were initially we were told it was electric the electric was trash yeah Gosh, like, barely spotty yeah. yeah spotty so we we brought this generator which we powered a lot off that a heat press computers lights yeah um who knows bunch I of think we stuff. were like stealing Wi-Fi from the neighbor or something. <laughs> Just mooching off the yeah, <laughs> but like we were literally like running a clothing website off of someone else's Wi-Fi in wow. a garage. I remember that. Sounds like the <laughs> inception of Facebook or something. Like, yeah, everything starts know. in a garage. Everything. Yeah. So like, any. So like, I mean, this is this is your first project or undertaking together. So like, did you like learn things about the other person, like as far as like how they worked, and like any second guessing, like I don't know about this or like. Uh, what, I think like, I did, did more learn? learning what did you learn in that in that in that time period. I that think period? I did more learning within myself. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. be completely honest with you. Yeah. Um yeah, I learned a lot about myself. Some yeah. you know, learning experiences. Um Yeah. <laughs> I'll hey. just leave it at that. Uh, I I learned <laughs> yeah. a lot about myself and I learned a lot about other people in the sense that like not everyone grew up the same way like yeah i had i was fortunate to have a dad who would answer every single one of my questions and if mm. i didn't know how to do something he would sit down and like teach me how to do it yeah. and that taught me the patience to learn how to do things that were sometimes really hard to start yeah uh, and one of the things that i learned about ricky is that he loves to do things uh quickly and efficiently uh and if it's hard uh 
I'd rather pay someone else to do it. He goes, yeah, his <laughs> yeah. his hey. his solutions uh, to problems are usually different than mine. Yeah. But that's kind of, I use that to our advantage in the sense that his brain, you know, I'm thinking this way and he's going to think that way. Yeah. And his solution might work when mine doesn't and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yin and yang. Yeah. So any words of advice for listeners out there who are starting a business and they're picking a partner? What do you got for them? I don't know. Maybe avoid family members. Because <laughs> like that's, that's a good one. That's, yeah. that's pretty, a relationship. Like you have a dynamic beyond just that partnership yeah, in business. And I mean, I've heard some horror stories. But I don't know. Sharing that passion is number one. Like would they uh would they put would they sacrifice as much as you would? Yeah. 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 What about you? I don't know, man. Um, I feel I f- it sounds kind of corny to say, but I feel like you just know it, you know? Yeah. Like in this situation, like just because we both share something that we're passionate about, like I would, you know, not change, but like I would go about things differently or, you know, just like I have been recently yeah. like to learn to work with somebody. You know what I mean? Um, just because I want to see this thrive. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and I really respect him as a person. So I just, yeah, just learn to work with him. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and sometimes it's just really easy. It's not something I have to think about. We're just working together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why it's kind of hard to like, you know, answer that question because just because I, even though we have, we ha- we've had, and we will have our, <clears throat> our, uh, times, I just feel like we work really well. Yeah. I don't think that, I think that you did answer it because when people ask like, like for me, like my wife and I were coming up on eight years being like married and like we've been together, man, over 10 years at this point, you know, like as far as like dating, engagement, all in, you know, and some people are like, oh, well, how do you know when it's the right person? It's like sometimes it's just intuition, like you just know, you right. know, and so like I respect that answer because very similar on like the business partnership, whatever, like front sometimes you just you just know like it mm-hmm. clicks the relationship clicks you have you know differences of opinion and you get into arguments but you work through it and you sort through it and like you said like you share the same like passion the same drive you know um and honestly when i see like good partnerships like that like i get jealous man because i don't have I'm, I'm, I'm solo right now you know um and you know, as far as like what I'm doing here, you know, um, I mean, I just actually recently added someone to my team, which I'm really excited about, cool. you know, uh, that announcement will be coming, uh, at some later date, you know, well, congrats. um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, uh, they're, they're added to my team, um, to help with some of the like editing load and all that kind of stuff, like kind of the production side of things. Um, but as far as like having a partner where you guys are like essentially equals in like you're you're you are like you are the 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 the, the vision the future the driving force behind the the company like i get jealous when i see like really good partnerships like that so what you guys have is something special you know um and so there's something that you you know ethan you mentioned something earlier in the conversation about like how much you loved creating things you know and then like ricky also mentioned um something about like 
creating something from nothing. It's like it wasn't there a moment ago, and then like you created something, and then it's like there. And it's like you just brought something into existence that did not exist before you created it, and how dope that is, you know? Um, and there's a word that's tossed around a lot, and I'm curious how you guys define it. And it's the word creative. Like, how would you define, like, a creative? That's a great question. <laughs> Your own personal, like, like, no wrong answers. Your own personal definition. Yeah. The first thing that comes to my mind is somebody who is able to basically bring something to life. Like, they have an idea in their head, and they're able to put it into or onto something. Um, yeah. That way, a, a viewer or another person can see it and take something from it whether yeah. it's you know what that person intended for them to see or not you know what i mean yeah that's yeah. that's what i think yeah i um, think that was an amazing answer because i think <laughs> the biggest thing is everyone has ideas but what makes what's the difference between a creative and, and a non-creative person is someone who executes those ideas interesting yeah that's so that's that's really cool um because so like for for me like this is all this is all new for me. Like it, it's new but it's not new. And what I mean by that is growing up for me, I was always seen as more of like the sciencey like person, like, you know, um and like my sister was given more of the spotlight of like, oh, she's like the more like artsy, like creative like person, you know. But like I was always creating stuff though. Like I was always drawing stuff. I used to write like rap songs, I write my own lyrics and stuff. I would grab my dad's like like tapes, you know, like back when like yeah, she used to like take tapes and stick them into the little cassette player or whatever in cars, you know, and the C D players like a level up from that, you know. We're not that um, we're not that young. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> come on. <laughs> trying to, I had trying a ninety six ninety two Honda. <laughs> oh, nice, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I would like take some of my dad's like tapes, you know, or cassettes or whatever, like would have like just instrumentals on them and I saw like Mm. making music to these like like you know rapping over little darwin yeah. <laughs> on the track <laughs> dude like i had hooks like yeah. everything man you know cool. um and i love to draw i used to love to draw cars um i actually almost went to so i wanted to be a car designer mm. right and i almost went to art school because i googled like oh like car designers like what's the what's the path for that and you know it was like okay i think google spit out like oh you gotta you know you go to art school and blah 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 blah. and but my uncle was like oh no you gotta become an engineer so you know how the cars work you know and i googled like how much each of those make and i was like well the engineer that goes like the car designer who's like an engineer and goes that route makes way more money than the art guy so i'm just gonna go that route but but like i when it comes to like what I actually learned in engineering school, it wasn't like what I actually loved about like cars and like the design, like what I actually wanted to do, you know? It was way more of like the mechanics of things and the technical side of things, you know? Um, and I've never been like the technical expert. I'm technical, but I'm not like the expert in the room ever, really, you know? And so it's lately that I've learned to like lean into my strengths and doing this podcast like has literally like like forced me to unlock a part of me that was always there that I just never leaned into 
you know and it's like i would have never called myself a creative like a couple years ago i saw some of my favorite rappers and different artists as like creative stuff like that you know but looking back all the signs were there like even in, in um, my freshman year of college i went to temple i was always down downtown philly at the art institute all my best friends were like these guys these guys going to school for like graphic design media production whatever you know um and like i was drawn to them because that was it was a part of me that was just dormant you know um and that's actually why like i named my production company like the sidelined creator um because i just felt like i had like bit like placed myself on the sidelines for my whole life pretty much and finally i'm like all right coach put me in the game like i'm ready like come on you know um and so so i i i love both the definitions that you guys gave um and i'm just i'm i'm kind of curious actually like when when you first knew that like this whole creative creator was like a part of you like when did you when did you know like when did that journey start for you guys i'm gonna let ethan answer that because i'm gonna be completely honest with you i don't really consider myself and you, you might be like, what? But <laughs> yeah. I don't really consider myself a creator um, okay. or a creative person, in, for that matter. Um, maybe I'm a little creative. but Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm yeah, creative. you definitely are, bro. But, but okay. I, I would love – so basically what it comes down to is I would love to be artistic. Yeah, sure. Okay. I would love to be able to put some paint on some canvas. I would love to, I would love to be able to draw. I would love to – you know, to. that's what I consider like a creator, you know, a creative person. Um so, you know, I'm not really capable of that because when I do start something, I, I get too too worked up with the details and like, yeah, you know, how am I going to draw it? What am I going to draw? Like, how are what are the specifics? You know, yeah. Um, that's why I love. Uh, basically, I'm pretty good at finding the creative people, yeah, and getting them together, yeah, and being like, hey, let's start something. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, I feel like there's a lot of people who have a lot of creative abilities, and they they're not getting the spotlight they deserve. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, so I recognize it, but I'm just not good at it. <laughs> I mean, he has something that's almost equally as important as creativity, and that's taste. You know, like yeah, distinguishing good from bad. Um, yeah, yeah. And that yeah, everyone's taste is different, um, but his aligns with with mine. That's it, you know, it's great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, but for me, I guess, I mean, gosh, freshman year, I went into college actually into uh, computer information systems. Interesting. I wanted to get in IT. Uh, well, what? I didn't know. I actually, I didn't want to get in IT. I just didn't know what I wanted to get into. Yeah. I, yep. I wanted yep. to be a professional snowboarder until I graduated high school. And then I was like, all right, let's start being realistic here because that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> I go snowboarding like six times a year. That's not going to happen. But yeah. so I hated that. I took a computer. The first day of college, freshman year, I had a computer science class and it was unbelievably complex and everyone in that class had prerequisites that i did not and they were like seemed like they were studying over the summer and i was like okay <laughs> this is if this is anything what college is like i'm gonna flunk out yeah next week um so i i went to my advisor and i said this isn't really working for me um let's drop this class and she goes okay what do you want to do about your major because that's a core requirement uh i said i don't know of course it is Let's do undeclared. So I went undeclared for like two more semesters, and then 
I had a art elective, uh, and I think it involved some Photoshop. And I had Photoshop experience in in high school, just like doing funny stuff to make people laugh, uh, but never took it seriously. And then in that class, I started to learn uh, like the professional side of it and and the full capabilities of these programs. And I could finally, for the first time, uh, put my crazy ideas, uh, graphic related ideas, uh, out onto actual, uh, you know, into the world that people could actually see. Yeah, yeah. And the satisfaction that I got from creating something was like, it was one of the highest highs I've ever experienced. Like, I'm yeah. not even, like, it feels like I'm almost on drugs when I make yeah. something that I like. It is unbelievable. And that's, that's definitely an aspect of this journey that I chase for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Cause like, I feel like, like when you describe what you love doing as like a drug, <laughs> you know, like you get a high from it, you know? Sure. Um, and honestly that, that, that high might just be like living life. It's like a part of like doing what you love, you know, right. like we're supposed to, I, I believe at least that we're supposed to live life to the fullest. I don't mean like in like a religious sense. I, I mean like, experiencing following our heart's desire following whatever we feel like we intuitively are created to do you know um and if we do that like that's why i'm doing this podcast <laughs> you know um like i'm chasing a dream mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um like for myself and i love this you know and i feel like i'm living like right now i feel alive you know i feel like i'm living i'm doing something i love i'm building a dream that i have I don't want to just do the, I don't know, just like fit into the box that everyone says I'm supposed to fit into, you know? Um, and then the whole, you know, way down my path of life towards my last day on earth, you know, I'm just miserable, wishing that I was doing something else that I actually enjoyed. So, yeah, that just sounds to me like just living, like really living. Like not yeah. just not just getting by or, or like getting through life, but actually living, you yeah. know. Um, so I love that. Yeah. Uh, and I have a I have a couple. <laughs> so I have a question that uh, I'll ask the e I'll ask the, uh, the 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 easier question first. But um, I was scrolling through, you know, you guys' social media, just trying to get a feel for you, you know, feel for who you are. Um, I know that social media just like the highlights they say, but it's still if someone takes the time to post something. They must care about it, you know, it must be somewhat important to them. So it, it does give you like a snapshot of like what someone is like, you know. Um, and I saw, obviously I saw a lot of like bikes and skateboards and stuff, which like I'll get into that later, but um, hopefully. Um, but I saw a lot of nature, beaches and mountains or trails or like just nature. You know, and I'm just curious, like, Ricky, you don't consider yourself, you know, a creative, but I'm just curious either what role nature plays either in your life or what role it plays like in your creative process. For me personally, uh, nature played a huge role in my life just because I grew up in Allentown and I considered yeah. it, you know, like the concrete jungle. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anytime I'm out. Anywhere that doesn't look like Allentown, <laughs> yeah, you know, 
I, I feel amazing. I, I, I truly yeah. just feel I'm like, wow, this is way different than where I grew up. And I love this. You know, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much what I think every time, every time anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. just got a beautiful scene to it. I believe um, that's personally why I love nature so much. Um, I just love getting away from the city. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's an interesting observation. I never really noticed nature being like an aspect of both of our profiles. Yeah. But yeah, I never really thought about it. I um, hiking was always, or being outside was always a part of growing up. I, I've been hiking with my dad since as long as I can remember. But, um, I don't know. I guess it was always like a release, kind of being yeah. outside. You're you're out of the confines of walls. Uh, you know, natural light, sunlight, like literally does make you feel better. Yeah. Vitamin D is important. Facts. <laughs> so Facts, uh, yeah. when you're outside, you're you're feeling good. Um, yeah, I think it's also the fact that, uh, so Ethan and I live a mile from each other. If <laughs> yeah. it's that far from each other, yeah. um, there is the, the state park right next to our house mm, I see. Yeah. and it's yeah. kind of hard not to want to go out in nature when you got it right there, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I, we both, well, you grew up in Allentown, but I grew up like right by the park. So yeah, it was always a big park. Is that the Naka Mixon or whatever? Green Lane. What is it? Green Lane Park. Green Lane Park. Upper Park. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a little shout out. Yeah, a little <laughs> shout out. Yeah. You yeah. said, you know, what did you say? Quaker Town or something? I don't know. There's someone, there's Not someone the listening right now that's like, yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Upper Park. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so the reason why I asked that question is, um, I mean, one, I'm just very curious about people's creative processes. Um because I don't know, I mean, this is like a new like exploration for me. It's not new, but then it is. Like I explained in that story, you know, and I I really I like I use nature as like a recentering like tool for me. So I can't say it's like, oh, I'm gonna try to create something. Like let me start my process by going out in nature. It's not that like planned and calculated, but definitely if I'm like foggy or um like I am just going through hard stuff in life. I like to go to like a high place, like mountaintop. I mentioned hiking, you know. Um, there's usually, depending on what trail you're on, there's like a nice reward. Usually, you get to the top and you have a cool like lookout. Um, and I I use that as like a like recentering myself and giving myself perspective because me like looking down on whatever all of creation you know it gives me a completely different perspective than i had when i was on the ground and for whatever reason it is like magic for me like it always works when i'm like struggling and i'm stuck in something um just having that physical perspective shift helps me to like get perspective and maybe it's like loosely a part of like my own personal like creative process because it can just keep my head clear where i can actually like have the space to like think of new ideas and like create and stuff like that. So um, my personal creative process might be a lot different from yours, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I remember we are talking about designing like my shirts and stuff and you looked at something and you're like, ooh, I already have some ideas. And I was like, oh, how does he do that that quickly? Like, He's how, not like, in nature. <laughs> how did he do that? <laughs> he didn't climb a tree. Like yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and I'm just like, oh, like for me, that stuff takes longer you know 
So I don't know. How, how would you describe like your creative process? Like what is that like for you? Is it, it even planned or calculated? Or is it just like yeah, organic? It changes a lot. Um, it's developed throughout the years. It was never always like that fast. But yeah. uh, the more I learned about the tools I used to create, yeah. uh, the easier the ideas came because I knew mm, my own capabilities. Interesting. You could think of the craziest thing your brain is capable of thinking of, uh, but if you can't execute it, like how good is it? So, yeah, I, I, my creative process is uh, is trying actually not to think about the process itself mm, because a lot of my ideas come f- when I'm least expecting them. Mm, uh, when okay. I'm standing at a show, uh, you know, looking at the performer and he says a word that reminds me of a memory I had. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that would make a cool t-shirt or something. Or I should make a short film about this. And, you know, I'm going to use this song. I'm going to edit. I'm going to cut right here. Um, And then like in an actual setting, uh, when I'm driving, I I drive a lot. I go back and forth to Wilkes-Barre and Pencil or Green Lane. Yeah. Uh, but in the car is a great time to really, you know, dive into some thoughts and to overanalyze and yeah. to, to break through as well as the shower. The shower is a great place for me. I came up <laughs> yeah, with some, man. some big ideas yeah. in the shower. Shower is dope. Do you ever, um, I guess have like creators block or like, you know, all the time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, uh, right now I'm experiencing a terrible block. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm. I've been editing this video that we've done. Uh, we shot these these fire ploy uh, performers. Yeah. And we did. It was kind of a, uh, a a quick shoot, meaning we didn't have much pre-production. Um, and then that kind of, like, the, the if you do a, not a lot of planning before in pre-production, it kind of makes post-production a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, yep. And, oh, my gosh, I can't tell you how hard of a time I have finishing this edit. Um, yeah. I, I almost, it keeps me up at night and it, it makes my body hurt thinking about it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's simple and you know, it's, it's not a very hard thing to do, but I just don't know how to craft this visual narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you know what? The longer I have it on my plate, it's crazy. I, it's either maybe I get enough sleep or I, I have, you know, a good diet or, or whatever. But one day I'll just sit on my computer and log on and I'll finish it Yeah, quicker than I've ever have. You'll and be uh, at a concert and some guy will say something and it'll make you think of how you got to cut the video. <laughs> it's all <laughs> about, it's yeah, it's about timing and, and, you know, biting the bullet. Sometimes you avoid hard things. I, I avoid hard things. Um, but yeah, I when worry. I get that project done, I know how satisfied I'm going to feel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I get blocked all the time, but that's what makes you a better creative is overcoming that, that yeah. block. I mean, adversity, the work that comes out of adversity, I mean, mm, every right. great artist, whether it's a director or uh, a painter or a chef, musician, whatever, um, they've probably gone through some stuff that yeah. has allowed them to create. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's actually a great, yeah, I think like, it's gonna happen, you know, um, and I think for me, it's like, you know, not, just like not being like discouraged by it, you know, um, or thinking that like, oh, something's wrong with me, you know, um, and I'm honestly curious the strategies you use to overcome that. Is it just working through it? 
um, is it just giving space, like giving, yeah. just kind of walking away from it? Walking it away from it. Yeah, <laughs> let it breathe for a little bit. Instead of like beating your head against a desk trying to figure it out or, you know, like it's like walking away from it and then there's usually something that happens that triggers a thought or an idea mm-hmm. or a concept, you know. Yeah, a project or something you're working on can get really stale. Yeah. And I use, it sounds dumb, but I, I use a 20-20-20 rule. Every 20 minutes, you stare at something 20 feet away mm. uh, for 20 seconds. Mm. Uh, and that helps just like with an actual headache if you have one, but it also helps mm. kind of refresh your brain a bit. I love it. Uh, and you can even modify that and step away for a day and come back to mm. a project. Yeah. I can't tell you how many projects I've overcame or, or blocks I've overcame. Um, by t- taking a step back or taking a drive to Wawa and grabbing a snack yeah. and come back like that, it's amazing what your brain can can do with a little refresh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've you know I've been around some folks who go through whole seasons where they're just like, hey, like I'm just in a funk. I'm in like a depression. Or I'm in just w- whatever it is, um, where it's lasting longer than a day or whatever. You know. Um, and there's all kind of, you know, just having the biggest thing I think I've taken away from ta- from being around people like that is like having the patience like with yourself, <laughs> you know, um, to just like let yourself go through whatever season you're going through um, and not like beating yourself up for like struggling with whatever you're struggling with. That could be a source or one of the things that's causing that like kind of block, you know. Um, yeah, very interesting. It also helps to like have to know your yourself and to know if something's distracting you yeah. and it's unrelated to your project. Like if you are worried about making rent that month, yeah. uh, it may not be a great idea to like try to f- finish a project mm. um, because like you're you're not going to be all there. You're not going to be able to reach your full potential. Yeah, yeah. That that's actually something I was curious about. Like how and I actually. I haven't forgot about you, Ricky, because I have a, I have a part for you too in this, <laughs> you know, um, and like how you balance, like, like you mentioned, like you have to make rent, <laughs> you know, um, and there's like the business need of like you have a project, you have a, a, a timetable for that project and, you know, deadlines that you have to meet and a part of that project, you know, it's a creative project. So you, you have to have good ideas (laughs) like you know um and you have to create something out of nothing how do you balance like the creative aspect of things with like the business aspect of like deadlines needing to get things done needing to produce um with like giving yourself the space to create how do you balance those two things i mean pressure makes diamonds um Mm. i I work a lot better under pressure. So some of it's I great. Like that. Um, sometimes you have to finish that project to pay rent. Uh, mm. So that is, you know, it, it all depends on the circumstance. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, starting a business, especially when you're young, we did it. I want, I want to say right in the sense that we're, we're starting this young and we yeah. don't have a wife and kids and a house mortgage and huge payments. Uh, so our stress levels are lower than what they could be. Sure, yeah. Um, but there's stress still there, um, but it yeah. kind of helps us. Yeah. I love that, man. 
It's a good visual. Pressure makes diamonds. Mm. I have I it that. written on a piece of paper on my wall. <laughs> I love oh that. yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know, it's it's, it's a co- it's a common phrase, but to mm-hmm. apply it to this, I, I I appreciate that. And the same same question for you, Ricky. It's like there's the there's the business side of of things of like needing to, you know, needing to expand and grow and like move the business forward, and then there's like what I think you have a gift is like like the networking side of things, which is like, there's an organic aspect of that, like, you know, meeting people, talking to people, like connect, you know, you mentioned earlier, like bringing like two creative people together in the same room to make something beautiful, you know? Um, How do you balance the, like the business side of things? Like, oh, like the business needs to grow, move, you know, move forward. I have certain goals and objectives. Um, and targets, you know, for the year or whatever it is with like the organic nature of like networking and like organically meeting people. So that's kind of the beautiful thing of what we've got going on. Um, part of, I mean, mean, pretty much the only thing I'm in charge of is expanding, finding people, yeah, finding people to work with. Um, so, you know, I don't really have to, not that I don't have to, because obviously we discuss that type of stuff, you know, regularly. Um, but because of the type of team we have, I'm focusing more on, you know, the more on the organic side of yeah, things, yeah. which is really beautiful, which is great. Yeah. Um, just because I find, you know, that's where my strengths are. You know what I mean? I'm working yeah. on what I'm best at while he's working on what, uh, what he's best at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a real gift to be in a space where like you get to do what you do organically and not have to be under the, I don't like the pressure that kind of takes some of that organic nature away Mm -hmm. from it, you know? Hey guys. So that actually concludes part one of the episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it and making it. Uh, But stay tuned for part two, which is dropping next week. In that episode, we're going to get into why they're so passionate about using video to tell a story. We'll also get into being your authentic self to attract the right people. Uh, We actually have a surprise new segment of the show that gets into Ethan and Ricky's personal beliefs and perspectives on life, which I myself got a lot out of. And lastly, um, we're going to get into taking risks and stepping out of your comfort zone And we got into a lot of other things as well. Uh, Check it out next week. uh, Same time, same place. Now, before we get into the no regrets segment of the show, just a couple quick reminders. So this is your official invitation to join the Contagious Collective. You might be thinking to yourself, what is the Contagious Collective? That is our VIP Patreon group where you get access to the Discord community. You can ask myself questions as well as some of the guests that are on this very show, uh, as well as future episodes. Uh, Ask them questions along with other people who are also VIP members who are on the same journey as you to make their own dreams a reality. Uh, You get access to uh, exclusive content, uh, insight, like solo episodes and insight into my personal journey as an entrepreneur and creative trying to make my own dreams a reality. And we're also going to be releasing some behind-the-scenes footage and bloopers that we felt 
wasn't quite appropriate <laughs> for uh, some of the main platforms, uh, all from this actual episode with Mav. Uh, all of this for five bucks a month. <laughs> five bucks a month. Uh, and it might seem small, but believe me that that five bucks a month, when a bunch of you guys subscribe and join the Patreon group, it really adds up and it really helps support the podcast. And right now we can use all the help we can get. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. We're on IG, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, follow us on social media for updates about new releases and upcoming collabs. And the moment you all have been waiting for, the merch is officially up and on sale. So check out the website, thecontagiousthoughtspodcast.com. And also be sure to check out Mav on social media. Show them some love as, as well. With that, let's transition to the No Regrets segment of the show. <laughs> The No Regrets segment of the show is where myself and the guests have a chance to listen to the entire episode and answer the following questions. Number one, is there anything you said that you regret saying, even if it's how you said something? And number two, is there anything you wish you said that you didn't say? And with that, Let's dive in. So this No Regrets segment is a little unique because uh, this is like in between like a part one and a part two. So it's going to be just me this time. Uh, hopefully not disappointed. <laughs> uh, hopefully excited. Right. It's just me. Uh, and so I did a holistic No Regrets segment with Mav uh, live when we filmed the episode. So that's the reason why you get me this time. And so uh, my answers to the two questions, I actually, for number one, I actually regret saying that I was walking around the park and thinking about if I should do the podcast, because at that time, the day I met Ricky, I actually already had decided to do it. I was just processing through like exactly how I wanted to go about it and, you know, like what my next steps were and all that. So uh, like I said it and listening back, I was like, that's not really true. Like, you know, I, don't, I think I was just nervous in the moment. I don't know. Um, the number... Two, the thing that I wish I said that I didn't say, I wish I had a better intro. And I know I said that for the intro episode, last episode, um, but it was just tough to go back and like re-record this intro since I recorded it live with Mav. But for part two, because we're picking up in the middle of an episode, I'm going to do a separate intro for that. And then you guys are going to get to have a little taste of like what my standard intro is going to be like going forward. Uh, I, I just like to have like, you know, like say my name and, you know, uh, you know, give a little bit of like what this podcast is, what it's about. So I'm going to be standardizing my intros going forward. So that's probably my uh, that's probably my uh, my, my regret. Uh, and with that, I'll catch you guys next time on part two of the episode. <laughs>